0: Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Rose- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? Are- Where Allison- do you come from, Greg? <laughs> I came
1: from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do.
0: What if they don't have kids?
1: Don't need them. You don't eat them A lot of our listeners Actually tell us They don't have kids We talk about sex We talk about all sorts Of dirty
0: stuff But also parenting stuff Yeah so Check out Childish New episodes every Wednesday Wherever you listen to podcasts
2: And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's New Year's Eve and The Plague, week 42 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a musician, meat sweeper, and member of Don't Stop or We'll Die. It's Michael Cassidy. And he's a writer, comedian, good boy, but sometimes he's a little stinker, and also a member of Don't Stop or We'll Die. It's Paul Rust. Tone Zone is here to ring in the new year with a thousand-yard stare and a bottle of whatever's left. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen.
3: Allison Rosen. Your
0: new best friend. Hello, my little grapes. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon, Patreon by Lisa Lowry. And she says in Spain and Mexico, when the clock strikes midnight, people try to eat 12 grapes as quickly as possible. Each grape brings luck for the 12 months ahead. So... I have thoughts about that and about the safety of that, which I'll get to in a second, but if you would like to submit your carbohydrate, For me to address you as that, all of that, and also bonus episodes, uh, three to four bonus episodes a month, and also I just had a Zoom party with patrons of all levels. Normally, they're just at a certain level and above, but I did. I invited everyone, and it was super duper fun and special and profound, Um, and just other behind-the-scenes content and whatnot, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm very excited to introduce my guests I'm going to introduce them, and then I'm going to find out if they think it's safe to eat 12 grapes as quickly as possible. I personally think that around the May, June, July, August grapes, you might choke. And especially in a pandemic, you don't want to put strain on the hospital. I guess I just shared my thoughts now. It is Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy of Don't Stop or We'll Die of the brand new song a week podcast and then also um paul rust has been on my show before on, on a monday episode and he's an actor and a writer and he's been in all sorts of things and then michael cassidy is an accomplished musician hello guys i should have introduced you individually because now we are both like which one of us talks first
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll Mike, do it in unison talk at the same time yeah
0: <laughs> hello <laughs> so guys you just
4: said all the same words of the same syntax same rhythm yes <laughs>
0: Michael, hello, welcome. Hi, Allison. Hi, guys. Hi, Mike. now. Hi, if people, you know, we gave you some shit when you first appeared for the angle at which we're, you're we're seeing you because it's almost like a security cam. Like we are way up, and you are just yeah. This is my there. house.
4: I just snuck into a house that had a zoom capabilities, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just doing a feed uh, right. from Beverly Hills. Oh, that's why that time code is, like, spinning through at the bottom of the screen quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's kind and of, and, um, and it's predator vision. You can just see my heat signal with the headphones <laughs> on. You
0: seem so uh, calm. Yeah, it's a little
4: bit high. It's looking down on me. I get it. I understand. I get, I take the, I took the note. I'm gonna, you know, I should have you know, well, been
0: standing up, like when I was- said. What I was going to say is if the, if the people listening want to be able to know what we're talking about, patreon.com slash Rose and they can see the video. Now, I want to know, though, you snuck into someone's house. You're recording this from their house. Are you nervous? Because mm-hmm. you seem so calm for, for trespassing. Well, um,
4: I got calmed down instantly because I made myself a big sandwich. And that always kind of relaxes me. And they had the kind of ice cream I like. They had Neapolitan ice cream with just a little taste of all three flavors that everyone loves. And And then uh, I came into the office and there's pictures of my dad and my mom and and kids in here. So it just made me feel very familiar. Did you? This is my house, actually. (laughs) Oh, you broke it into your own house.
0: I think I might have broken into my own house. I thought you broke into your parents' house.
4: (laughs) That would be, I think, more (laughs) off-putting. I, they would, yeah, they would have pictures of me up at times of my life where I would look at those photographs and not feel stupendous about myself. Do you really <laughs> you like, know, they got too many middle school and high school photos up is what
0: I'm saying. You know what I mean? I hear you. My parents have some big hair photos, although <laughs> they repainted like, um, at this point a long time ago and they took everything off the walls to get it ready to paint or repaint and then, mysteriously, nothing of sentimental value ever went back up on the walls. Like, a few actual paintings went back up, but no pictures. I'm, I should feel insulted by that, right? Yeah, what do you think that's about? I what have are they no, rewriting history here? I don't know. I see, <clears throat> excuse me. All there is, look, I'm getting choked up. There's, like, <clears throat> some pastels of... Race horses that makes it sound like they like have terrible taste in art. i mean I, I trust that it's like this is like you know a nice print or whatever it is of some uh, equestrian activity, but what i 'm saying is there's no children i don 't know what it 's about
2: I wonder if it's a little bit like um if after you graduated college you knew you couldn 't keep up some of the posters and the things you liked in your dorm room or in the house you shared with people you kind of had to put that aside because you wanted your peers when they came over to know like you weren't still hung up on college you're a new person oh i wonder if there's some maybe like empty nest kind of like you know what i gotta start a new chapter it's not about the kids and the frames anymore it is about the pastel horses that i really love
0: Are you saying that I should take down my M.C. Escher of the hands drawing each other? And my Bob Marley's? Yes, I should take
2: down my uh, Scarface 1983 poster. (laughs) Well, I'm keeping up
4: my shining Jack Nicholson through the door and my Animal House posters, and I'm not going to apologize for it.
2: And I'll keep my Einstein sticking his tongue out poster. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) That was good because then people would go into that dorm room and go like,
0: oh, but they're kind of smart. (laughs)
4: Kind of smart, but also fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think you're right. I think it might be like you guys insisted on moving out and living your own lives. So we are wiping the slate. I I mean, we're keeping your bedrooms basically the same, except we've started putting piles of our own stuff in them. But you won't be on our walls because the the memories are too painful.
2: I like that because it's almost then like it's sort of like when a band breaks up and somebody's like, I am not wearing your T-shirts anymore. I'm not going to be the fool walking around celebrating a band that doesn't want to be together, apparently. Yes.
0: (laughs) I have a story about anger uh, when a band breaks up. But first, I need to say hello and welcome to Tony Thaxton. You thought I was going to forget Tony, but I didn't. I mean, I, I did for a second, but I didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought for sure. I was waiting to introduce myself
2: again. But,
0: Member uh,
2: of Don't Stop or We'll Die.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. This is a true... Our you're drummer. Kind of, you're doing double duty, Tony. That's right. Yeah, he's
1: playing drums right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right just, now. They're,
1: yeah, they're right there. They just, you know... I've, I've cut them out of the uh, audio for the listener, but yeah, you guys can all hear it.
2: And those two elastic knee bands with the symbol, little tiny <laughs> monkey guy symbols that you are or <laughs> <laughs> guy
4: together guy with your kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. But Did, every once in a while, he'll get on that kind of that Dick Van Dyke one-man band outfit for us and uh, give us a good time.
2: I like that you said, he'll get up on that Dick Van Dyke.
0: um so before we started paul was asking if we have any new year's resolutions and i said hang on i want to talk about that on the show yes but i just realized i teased a story about drums and anger and also we need to address grapes so we we need to get (laughs) Neil Brennan on his podcast, how Neil feel on his videos. They have like a little like box on the side where they mention all the topics they're going to get to, almost like a, a news show. That's we satisfying. need to get that, and it would say like anger, drummer, New Year's resolution, great.
2: But instead of pre-planning it like maybe he does, yours would be, can we sidebar that and it'd go, yeah. and then a sidebar would start getting filled up, and then you go back.
0: It's not mm, like the Bill like O'Reilly
2: that. thing where it's like, I plan on talking about it now. Right. This is, it's like, hey, we're talking here. Okay. Sister, we're going to sidebar this.
0: Wait, I say sister?
2: Yeah, you go, sister,
4: we're going to sidebar this.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well,
4: and your co-host is a nun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tony. The, who runs a Gold salad bar. <laughs> a nun who runs a salad bar?
2: Yeah. So when you go sidebar,
4: sister sidebar, <laughs> you talk to the her while she's over. dishing you out like raisins and tomatoes. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. What's at the side salad bar? That's like over by the soft serve ice cream.
0: Yeah. All it right. All it is is carrot shavings, iceberg, and cherry tomatoes. <laughs> now, would it also have one of those bottles with the sunflower seeds in it?
2: Oh. Most
4: definitely, one hundred percent.
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? It's
4: like I a, hate those. Yes, but it's, it's a, like a little open mouth, like seed thing, like a carafe for seeds.
0: Yes, is it a carafe? Because yeah. what I'm thinking it's is, I'm thinking uh, that particular container that the seeds are in. I don't think I've ever seen anything else be in it. Maybe like lemonade at some kind of party.
2: Hmm. Not any party I want to go to.
0: No. <laughs> no, you just go to parties where you can kick meat around. That's one of my favorite stories. All right, anyway, Tony, do you have... Three sweepers, we. <laughs> Can you do the song? Three
2: sweepers, Sweepies are we bringing it back to the Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is there Hold a real three... I'm coming, yeah. I'm coming full circle onto the Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I'm going to just come full circle onto that Dick Van Dyke right now. For
0: anyone who doesn't know... Uh, they were at a party and they it was and I've always it, it was a famous person's party. And I always intend to ask you off air who the famous person was. And I always forget. So don't, don't let me forget. I told you. I know. Will, would you tell me off air?
2: Future Oscar winner.
0: OK, I've. Oh, I have an idea, actually.
2: I'm not saying um, that that, in my mind, the person whose party was that. I believe that they will be a future Oscar winner. They (laughs) came to be in the future an Oscar winner.
0: Right. And you guys got asked to leave because you (laughs) were kicking around a piece of meat and singing a song. not by
2: the Oscar winner's friend, but not by the Oscar winner, by the friend. He was saying, you guys got to stop kicking. Using a stick to kick, uh, push around meat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, stop using my broom to push around meat that you got out of my fridge.
2: <laughs> I think it was meat they were grilling, and it fell onto the ground, and then we started pushing it. Yeah, three sweepers are we? <laughs> I think this also might have been the third party where we had gone to and like been shenanigans and it up at other parties. This yeah, might have been, like, that, the that's straw right. bro- that broke the camel's back.
0: What were the preceding shenanigans, shenanigai? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think I remember just showing up and, like, people all, like, gently nodding to, like, Franz Ferdinand and not feeling included. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that's not really a shenanigan though that's just more like not fitting uh, maybe but maybe that's where where the- the um
2: Ooh. the
0: animus you know yep. uh that's what precipitated it and it made you have to to do the meat heist
2: it was the the trauma that I was yes. later responding to by pushing around meat with a stick
0: yes, so the drummer anger story I used to play in a band and we Woo. uh we were it was in. You know, passions run high when everyone's in their early twenties, early to mid twenties, and we we all live near each other. Oh, you mean
2: their age? Not just people who lived during the (laughs) nineteen (laughs) twenties.
0: That too. But no, I meant we were we were way after that. Um, but we were in our you know, we were young and we all lived we didn't all actually live together, but at different times we Uh we were all in it. It was a very tight knit group. And, um, we, I quit the band. It was a, it's a whole long story, but
2: why'd you quit the band?
0: Because I, so I knew I wanted to move to New York and, but that's not the full story. The full story is like, I just, I, I'm trying to make this. Succinct, but also give the full story. Okay, so I have a history or had a history of staying in relationships for far too long and ones where I knew I should get out of them. And I was working on not doing that anymore and working on being like, this feeling that I'm having, I don't want to feel it anymore. And if I just get out of this situation, I don't have to feel it anymore. I don't have to continue this toxic relationship. I'm As hard as it is, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. So that was like a new skill I was learning. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe I was a little too into that skill because one day I just woke up and I was like, I don't think I want to be in the band anymore. And that evening I told them. And I think that was a little bit too impetuous. But the drummer and I weren't getting along. And it had to do with a guy that I had... Hooked up with, who was a friend of his that he thought was bad news, and in retrospect, he was completely right. Like, and I was a lot younger than than they were. Um, he was trying to protect me by telling the guy to stay away from me, but I felt like he didn't have the right to like get in in my business and and tell me or tell people what to do. And that like, I, that, I have a lot of regret around that because I was just too young to like really see the situation clearly. So. Anyway, yeah. so I quit, um, and then it's it's a long story. But oh, the, other, the, the other the other band member stayed in the band, um, and then they quit. And anyway, he had this very nice custom drum head that had the name of our band on it, and he set it on fire and hung it from his garage,
3: Whoa. <laughs> which is like a street we passed
0: many times. But then here's the kicker: time passed. I didn't move to New York yet. We all got back together and continued being a band, but there was never a custom drumhead ever again, and we never, no one ever ever mentioned it.
2: Uh, <laughs> wow! He wanted to be like.
0: This is what you wanted. Yeah, the, I think he was really angry and hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know it was Tony. Yeah. Do you have any sort of bubbling sound effect or could you get one so that when I say to the nun who's over by the salad bar, sister sidebar this, it could go like
1: <laughs> You know what? I let me see if I still have it here.
0: Don't you think it'd be dangerous to eat a bunch of grapes quickly? Yeah. You have kids?
2: That was my yeah. first thought
4: when I heard that, too. Um my son eats uh like goes to town on grapes. He'll eat, like, a whole thing from the grocery store in one sitting if he's allowed, which is not good. You don't allow him to do that, but... Um, he loves grapes! He loves grapes. I would say eating them really... He he chews them up and everything. You're saying, like, eat 10 grapes as fast as you can. 12. When right, the that's what I meant to say, strikes 12.
0: strikes midnight, yeah. But you can when still midnight, chew so them, so I,
4: though, right? Yeah. Well, my question is a little bit like... You had mentioned, like, oh, by the time you get to July... June July you're gonna be struggling like is the is the luck or karma or wishes for the month are, are the are the grapes in order of the month or are you starting with November or December sometime and it's like how November how April how October how January and it's randomized How do we know
0: right that's a really good question i I don't know maybe it's like whatever you want it to be, but if each grape represents a month it's so I guess it's so basic of me that I just thought you'd go in order
2: yeah, I guess the choice of how you'd want to eat the monk i mean i I thought of the choking thing because like uh when you cut up a hot dog, it's perfect esophagus sized uh as <laughs> a perfect esophagus plugger yes, so if you wanted to be maybe a little like um Uh, Crafty A.K.A. Cheat You could A year before Lay out 12 grapes In the sun
0: Oh my gosh
2: So they become (laughs) tiny little raisins Tiny 12 little raisins And you throw them in your mouth and go Yeah I ate 12 grapes No big deal you piece of shit
4: (laughs) Yeah you know what Paul, I got it. I I, ha- I can I, I think I have one step further for you. How about we lay those twelve grapes out in the sun and then we lay out our tongue and and cue up, hurt it on the herd it on the grapevine and let them dance their way into yeah. our mouth. Oh yeah. That's one good. of them playing a saxophone. Uh they'll be the California raisins in this situation. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But, but I think people should be able to do it in any state they're in.
4: That's true. Regardless
2: of, right. And any music, it doesn't have to be Motown.
0: You know, in a way, what you said, Paul, is yet another callback to our, um, our sister at the salad bar, because they probably also have a carafe of raisins next to those seeds. Well, I mm. think
2: even when I was talking about the salad bar, I might have mentioned raisins. I sound like I'm, I'm shilling for big raisin here. Are you? No. Yeah. You, look, hold on. Okay, look. Looks like- my dad interned at Sunkist this summer,
4: but that doesn't mean I'm doing his Papa's biddings. Hang Wait, on. So you're trying to pull for your dad to get a job after his internship? He retired to become an intern. <laughs> And now he wants to go full
2: 500 hours per week. <laughs> it's wild.
1: Wow. Uh in all seriousness, Paul, didn't you play on Parks and Rec a character named Brian Raisins?
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> Now that you mentioned that, <laughs> I
1: am, I love that name so much, and that popped into I my I head. I believe that
2: that name was um, coined for uh, by by Harris Whittles, uh, nice. Harris, who is very talented at giving insane names. <laughs> um, and also, uh, this might just be lore, but what I heard on Parks and Rec is they'll give every character a full name a lot of the times because they know an actor when they go on an audition. They don't want that resume just to say clerk. Mm. But if it says Brian Raisins, somebody goes, oh, that must have been significant enough to have a character. So that's just Mike Schur being a good guy, making sure people's characters have full names.
0: That's so thoughtful. Well, now that I know that you're shilling for Big Raisin and you played a character named Brian Raisins, I feel like I've been red-pilled. That's the one where you see things as they are, right? You wake up to the truth.
2: Oh, I've been red-pilled so much this year. I love it. (laughs) That theme was originally written way, way back because they said, we need a theme for when somebody gets red-pilled. And they go, what? And I'm like, what's that mean? They're like, "It just it's scary. Just play scary music.
0: Mm -hmm. And then they started with like, reet, reet, reet. And they're like, no. Yeah. I'm seeing something. I'm imagining something different, but still scary. I
2: like um, that. That's. I think I saw before, I, and I saw Psycho at a very young age. I saw it when I was like ten, you know. And when I say a young age, I don't mean like too young of an age. I just meant I, I saw it at a young age, and that's a good age. But even yeah, but even then, I think I probably saw a dozen Psycho shower spoofs mm-hmm. before I ever or spoofs. Before I ever saw the the real thing, which is such a funny thing when you're, yeah.
4: I just watched um, the Sideshow Bob Cape Fear episode of Simpsons with my daughter today. And that was a movie, Cape Fear was a movie that I saw a little too young by myself in the basement of my dad's house, like in the country. And it was like bad. Yeah, I watched dad... it by myself and it was too
2: a, a bad choice. That story, it was either, had he rented it, or was it on HBO? I remember you telling me this.
4: Uh, this was, yeah, it was on HBO, exactly. And the part uh, where... Yeah, uh, the premium.
2: Robert De Niro bites a chunk out of uh, mm-hmm. the woman's face. Ileana Douglas's
4: face. You said, <gasps> I'm Ileana getting out of here. That's right. Turned it off. <laughs> well remembered. That's exactly what I spoke aloud... In an empty, dark room to myself. Your dad was like,
2: what? Uh, nothing, Dad. I'm mm, masturbating. cover <laughs> is way worse. And he
4: said, prove it. And I said, Dad. And he said, okay, you don't have to prove it. I believe you. And then he went to sleep.
0: So let's do some fun facts. Yeah. Because now you guys were on together last year. Which was... It was a great episode. One um, of your best, but, a lot
2: of people have said.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. Did you say this is one of my best or my best? One of
2: your best, a lot of people... I've heard a lot of people
4: say it was oh, yeah. one of... Oh, yeah. Scholars say that.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the critics. I have a, I have a real... I have real mixed feelings about being such a podcaster's podcast (laughs) and about being a a critical darling, you know, because the extra attention, of course, it's helpful, but I also, it's like, I just feel like I'm under the microscope. Like sometimes I wish I could just be more like grassroots, like the Dave Matthews of podcasts, (laughs) the David Matthews band. Um, But, okay. So I think... People are familiar with you guys. You're both very prolific. You're on, you appear on lots of podcasts. But just in case people aren't that familiar with you, I would like you each to share some fun facts about the other one. And you guys also, with your relationship with Tony, if you'd like to give me any Tony fun facts. And Tony, if you would like to share any fun facts. It's just a real fun fact of Palooza. Ooh, mm. I love it. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go to you first, Paul. Please tell me a fun fact about Michael or about Tony.
2: Ooh, okay. About Mike um, uh, In his Hometown They had a really I don't know if Mike ever went to it But they had a really run down Strip club Called A Touch of Class <laughs> <laughs> And the sign Was like a wooden sign That was like painted with
4: st- Stencil <laughs> yeah that's true that's true do i say maybe needing a touch of class (laughs) yeah (laughs) like spray painted onto the side of like plywood
0: (laughs) (laughs) what town was this
4: um this was a town called fort dodge iowa is a town called fort dodge iowa
0: oh i forgot that you're also
4: from iowa I had a lot of troubles before Dodge growing up. I think it's fine, actually, like looking back, but you know, I don't know. To what degree people don't like where you they grow up, that was compounded, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, Touch of Class, that's very funny. That's true. Did you yeah, ever go I'm there? I'm also from Iowa. That's where Paul and I met in Iowa. Um, <laughs> we met at a Touch of Class? <laughs> uh, no, we just met in Iowa. Um, we were both dancing at a touch of class And <laughs> we met each other Yeah It was it was my first night on the floor And Paul was really He was kind of the seasoned uh, nightly And really showed me the ropes And a lot of dollar bills went into my
2: It's Mike's first mm, night And strings. he forgets to bring Nair <laughs> <laughs> I, But I'm You know, that's when I'm there To share my nair
0: that's too much information (laughs) have either of you guys been to a touch of class
4: I have I'll confess I've been there Please, I've been inside I've been inside of touch of class it's been a long time I don't know what it would be like now perhaps it doesn't even exist
2: how big was your Fort Dodge because my town of 10,000 didn't have a a strip club and I don't even think sioux city which is nearby uh, and bigger we we're a very conservative corner of the state
4: i think um 25 30,000, maybe people hmm. Hmm. this is like a midwest thing that we do is talking about populations of towns i didn't learn that until i moved here but uh um... oh hey my son is here <laughs> oh, the grape lover you want to say hi
3: Hey, what a have surprise! A hey. Let's see if it's
2: okay. Aww, what a handsome boy! Walter, well, so do you want to say hello?
3: Okay.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, Anything you want to say before you go in the other room? Okay.
0: <laughs> he heard you talking about strip clubs, and he had to come over. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, He's adorable. He was baptized at a touch of class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like inside? What was the circumstance of you going? Um,
4: it was another friend of mine from high school and I going, mostly like, we got to see what what this, what is happening here. How close uh, This is was it? actually, we like, left for college and then we came back. It's pretty much what you would expect. Um, not a... You know, bad floor, bad ceiling, bad bar, bad stage, bad. Just, you know, shouldn't have gone. <laughs> um,
2: I like to and- imagine that it was like a front for like a um like a Bible study group, <laughs> kind of like to catch a predator style. <laughs> <laughs> like two two high school boys with boners walk in, and, the, and then there's like. Three mobs
4: holding Bibles. <laughs> and they're like, We'll we'll teach you how to read that boner away. <laughs> read the good book until it goes away. Yeah. Do you know how you get rid of the
2: genesis of your boner? <laughs> read Genesis by boner.
4: <laughs> What'd you say, mom? <laughs> yeah.
2: Nothing. this was my idea and it's clearly not working. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to think of any other names of of books from the Bible that could be Leviticus, Ruth, uh Job. That could be what like made into double entendre's. <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah. laughs> Leviticus could be uh please lick a, lick at this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> please
0: <laughs> it has to have please <laughs> um tony can you play the look fun and f- lick at this <laughs> <laughs> can you play the fun fact drop
3: that's a fun fact <laughs> that's
0: good. mike could i hear and by the way i should I be calling you Michael or Mike? Because I just I just called you Mike. I felt like we were there. Mike's okay. Okay. Yeah, you're
4: there. I mean, it's all fine. Michael, Mike. It's all good. Usually, it's like people from high school and before call me Mike, and pe- or people from college and before call me Mike, and people from L. A. Call me Michael, or people I met here. It doesn't oh. really matter. It's not bad. Mike's good. Anyway, you could be part of the college club.
0: Okay. Cool. Sure. Thanks. I want to be I want to be someone who grew up in a town with a touch of class.
3: <laughs>
0: um Mike, could I hear a Paul or Tony fun fact?
4: Um Well I'll I'll reciprocate to Paul and say that uh Paul was uh the homecoming king. Uh
3: what? Ooh. Ooh.
4: Uh, <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when he was in high school he was homecoming king. Did you not want me to reveal that? How
0: dare you my- <laughs> Oh my God. For real?
4: Yes, I just have a reputation
2: to keep uh, as somebody who would never wear a, a crown lined with airmine. Is that how you pronounce that?: <laughs> I, don't I
4: don't know.
0: I know I mean. I've read the word before. Um, I feel like we need to you hear that a funny, fun- like
2: crown people wear with the air mine, yeah. like the
0: po- so- the tuft thing.
2: It would. I was trying to make a joke, like because of PETA, I could get in trouble wearing a crown with the era. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this is this is definitely a fun fact. That's I feel really like fact. I've been re red pilled. <laughs> um, okay, so so you must have been really popular.
2: No, mm. I my class was very small. It was about. 40 or so people and so there was five boys on royalty to vote from and the four of them were all like the same it'd be a little like best picture style if like four of the movies were like
0: so they split the vote yeah yeah Did you get any senior superlatives where you like best personality or most likely to succeed? We didn't
2: do that at our school because it would lead to hurt feelings, we were told.
0: Oh. That's it. I kinda like that.
2: I do like it because a lot of times people's stories about superlatives are they're not stories of wonder and merriment. They're usually like why was I called this? Yeah. And nobody ever likes to be known as one dimension.
0: Right. But still, did you this have is a- how
2: everybody saw you as one thing and will forever see you at, every time they revisit this yearbook, you're
0: most likely to lead a revolution. That's not me. I like to join stuff. And that it was you? a parochial no. high
4: school, right? So it like, you know, maybe it would be all biblically ones and you'd be voted most likely to lick at this. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
2: Yeah, that's why my school class size was so small cuz it was also a Catholic school and I don't know. I was goofy.
0: But did you like high school?
2: Um.
4: Yeah. Big question.
2: Yeah, I think I did. My, uh, Mike's heard this, but my mom was... Uh, Tony has heard this as well. Uh, my mom was my teacher. Uh, like, uh, Which, that's not me saying to say, I didn't like it. It was like, I liked it. That was like a fun perk of it. She taught literature and... Mm-hmm. Um, I had some really cool friends.
4: I liked high school. I, I think I have that in common. Oops, sorry it's hard ahead. not to
2: shake off. Um, They're just experiences of such highs and lows, peaks and valleys. That sometimes it's hard to kind of, um, I don't know, make clear of all that mm-hmm. after twenty years.
0: Michael, did uh, you like it? Did you like high school? I I think if you like look back at the whole
4: thing, I would give it if it had to be binary, good or bad, I'd say mm-hmm. good. No, mm-hmm. give it a grade. Uh, give it a ap- apropos grade. Uh, B plus. But Paul and I have that in common that my dad was my band teacher. And uh and like having a parent be the teacher at the school that you go to comes with some perks, no? Paul, do you agree? Like, it just, like, you feel a little more comfortable. I don't know. Maybe it's part of what led to us being so extroverted as high school is what I'm saying is, like, oh, we kind of, it was kind of home turf a little bit more. Like, I feel like I would go with my dad and be there after school and, like, be in the band room and be chilling out and be like, then when I was there during high school, I'd be like, oh, this is where I hang out. So I can kind of, like, Goof around here It's not just a school to me or something I don't Yeah know. I'd, I'd say I probably felt more relaxed
2: Around being around my mom Than an, another teacher I think it was also like um, it Having your mom be able to Have your Like maybe this would be a nightmare for most kids But like My mom was willing to like shit talk Other kids she was teaching And like <laughs> Other teachers that taught me. <laughs> so I'm getting kind of like good dirt during all of it. You know, like, I don't like this teacher because blank, blank, blank. And that teacher doesn't like her either because of blank, blank, blank. And that's great. And then my mom would come home and be like, my favorite thing was her impression of students always had this. No matter who it was, they always had the same voice, <laughs> which was like, well, I don't think we'd have to turn it in today. because <laughs> <the third> <laughs> <in> Yeah. <today. laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you guys get to go into your respective teacher's lounges?
2: Not during school. It would have to be, like, schools closed. No other students are there. You can maybe take
4: a little mosey around them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, same. I would say the teacher's lounge was not really the get at our school anyway. Like, it was more fun to get into, uh, like, the gym or... Like, if you could get – if you, if I was in the school and, like, it was just the custodians and dad is working, then, like, getting into the gym was pretty cool. Because you just, like, have this high school gym to yourself. That was kind of –
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's Were why any- I
4: have superb basketball skills. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever do lock-ins? Yeah.
2: We did lock-ins. I never had. I I'd hear about them. We didn't. And I wanted it so badly. And then by the time we finally got it, I was in high school. But it was for us to chaperone a lock-in for, like, 6th graders.
0: It's like so. a overnight thing?
2: Yeah. It's like a big sleepover at the school. And the whole reason I wanted it was probably... I I just imagined, like, my 6th grade ass was going to be getting laid. I don't know what I thought. Like, I just <laughs> thought gonna,
0: like, they the were going to look at it. happen
2: that night was very exciting, <laughs> but... Once I'm in high school and I'm with sixth graders, the romance should not fly.
0: (laughs) Especially with your mom there. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's bad.
0: (laughs) Were there downsides to having your parents be teachers at your schools?
4: Hmm. Well, my dad uh, went to teach at the community college after my sophomore year. So I only had him for uh, a couple of years. And then I had him for a, uh, as a teacher at this community college when I was in high school. So it was, I kind of had the best of both worlds. Honestly, I think if he had taught there all four years, we would have run into trouble. Mm-hmm. Maybe Paul can confirm this for me. But if, like, by the time I was an upperclassman and doing like whatever football games and prom and doing all the whatever, all the stuff, he wasn't teaching there anymore. And I feel like that's maybe when the problems might have mm. arisen. When I was like getting in, getting a little more brave, getting into trouble, I guess more <laughs> is maybe what it is.
2: Yeah, I, the, the downside would be like uh, I could goof around in other classes and the teachers would be okay with it, but if I did it in my mom's class, she felt this pressure to punish me mm-hmm. to avoid accusations of nepotism. So she would right. actually have to like. Lay down the law harder than other teachers were. The thing that really bothered me though was like, it seems so insane to me to call her Mrs. Rust in the (laughs) room. It just felt so (laughs) weird. Yeah, and I was only doing it so other people would feel comfortable. And I was just like, no, this is so dumb. I'm gonna call her mom. And I get how for others that might seem like gross and infantilizing, but look at it from my end. It's gross in front of my peers to be like. Mm, Madam Rust,
4: (laughs) (laughs) did you arrive at that? That's interesting because I had that exact experience, but we, like. I arrived at it on my own. My dad and I never talked about that ever. Yeah. But just over time, I was just like, oh, calling him Mr. Well, he was Mr. C was the other thing. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, he was, well, he was, you know, not to brag, maybe a cool teacher at the school. Uh, That's him in the tuxedo holding a trombone there in the alleyway right there.
0: That's super cool.
4: Give the name of his his band. That's his brass quintet, Jive for Five. Jive for Five. (laughs)
0: Anyway. Featuring Mr. C.
2: Mr. C, yeah. So, oh, 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 but the drag was everybody was cool without, except for a couple people who, um, no, no surprise. These twins had a mother who worked at the school, and I'm sure their mom forced her to call her Mrs. Blank. So they didn't like me going around. Oh
4: God, the fucking Blank twins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: these Wait, assholes. Wh- what were you gonna say, Michael?
4: Um. Jifon Nothing, five. only that we we I arrived at that on my own, like mm-hmm. just calling him this is crazy. I just have to say dad. And then I just had to get used to
0: that these twins being me. up in yeah. your shit.
4: The blank twins, yeah. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: and then, then they'd get upset when I'd call her mommy. <laughs> <laughs> or when I go like when I go wham wham mommy mama bear.
4: Yeah. uh wah wew source of me
2: Wah uh, wah half of me <laughs>
4: <clears throat> um there were a lot of kids though i feel like in my high school that like i was one of i mean there's definitely at least a half dozen i can think of off the top of my head whose parents taught at the school and you have you were from a small town too so That was probably, yeah, there's other kids there that are dealing with it. Um, I would say high school was mostly good, and having my dad there made me feel better. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Tony, are you one of these high school likers, too? Uh,
1: It had two phases for me, because I started when I was a freshman, I was the new kid, uh, and I hated it for, like, the first two years. And then... uh, In my junior year, I started uh, playing in more of the school band stuff and made a lot more friends. And by the time I was a senior, I I would almost say that I loved it. Like, actually, as you guys were saying all this, I was thinking about how cool my band teacher was. And we same thing. We used to, like, just go hang out in the band room. Like, I would get to school early just to go hang out with people. And then we would stay late just... To like, I can remember multiple occasions where our band teacher, like coming in the room, he's like, "Go home!" Like, why are you still here?
2: Uh, Uh, It's it's like a a sitcom and a teacher who are doing things right. Yeah, yeah, he was a great guy. Wow, Allison, you didn't like high school? I did
0: not. No, I didn't like high school. Um, Not one bit. I really felt like I didn't. I felt like a misfit. Um, and I had gone to a private kindergarten through eighth. And so it was, it was, it felt, um, we- disorienting to me to suddenly be at like a, a big public school. Mm-hmm. And I just, no, I, it was just a, a, those were just awkward years for me, I think. And then I went to college and I loved it. Yeah. Like the way people feel like high school was their you know, like the best four years of their life. um, I don't want to say college was the best four years of my life, but I I felt like this is what I always imagined the world could be. Like yeah. I, I really liked not living at home anymore, even though I wasn't particularly far. I was only like you know an hour and fifteen minutes away or something. Um, but I liked living on my own, and that's kind of in quotes. But it felt like independence, and you know everyone around me was smart and funny and. Yeah, I just I really I really took to it. Yeah. But high school was not that for me. High school was wanting to well the actually sort of like Tony it was like uh the you know bifurcated a little bit and like the first couple of years I think I really wanted to be popular and I wanted to like run with the popular crowd. Um and then I sort of accepted that that's maybe not who I am, really, and had a group of friends for the last couple years, like good friends, and I was comfortable with them. So I'd say the last couple years were actually okay. The first couple years I felt like, what is this place? And I was very insecure and scared and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: actually – I feel like maybe that is a comforting – Arc that most kids starting high school can maybe rely on is that I do feel like probably, s- unless that's probably why people drop out, is that it doesn't get better with each year. But it's nice to think maybe high school does get a little easier with each year. It's it's funny to be like, as you accumulate power and status, <laughs> you well, start that's a little bit true. It well,
4: and it's like, Like social status is never more important than in those years. Like later on, like now, like you know, I'm not trying to impress people in the same way because you realize what you know. But for a while, it's hyper important because that's all you know. And I hope
2: I'm on Hollywood, it is about agency, hottest
4: 50 under 50. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When does that list come out? I think it's New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) But the more agency you have, the more freedom, or at least the illusion of freedom you feel like you have. And definitely what you're saying, Allison, about college, where Mm. it was like, oh man, in high school I had certain freedoms and then you get to college and you're like, oh wait, now I can kind of do whatever. And it's, it's like, oh, it's my – I get to live out every whim and also everything that happens now is my fault. So <laughs> a little more gravitas maybe.
0: I think the magic for me of college was that – like you're talking about the agency and the independence that you do continue to have for the rest of your life. But in college, you aren't yet hit with the sort of existential dread of like, oh, but – I'm just a tiny person in this vast world and really it do, n- nothing amounts to much. Right. I don't mean to be like no, the most mean... wettest blanket in the whole world. I just mean when I got out of college, I once again was hit with that feeling of like, how how do you make meaning in the world? Whereas everything sort of came with meaning in college for me because it was a pretty small school.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a real like... The sense of purpose, why am I here question is pretty easy to figure out once you're at college. For the next four years, you're just like, it's here. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. Yes. And so that's like, relaxed. Yeah, I like, um, I have thought, though, it's funny that like when I was 19, I was trying to learn stuff that my age now, I still can't get my brain around. Like taking philosophy courses and not knowing what the fuck is happening like i remember they were like <laughs> talking about like you know we've uh as time goes on we accept the the rigid institutions that are given to us or something like that i was like oh they're like like clothes and buildings you know you put on clothes you identify a building being there and and i thought okay so i guess if i didn't want to do that i'd i'd get naked and I just walk and I wouldn't pretend there was a building in front of me and then I thought, I guess I would just end up scraping my penis. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what I thought was going to college was for. It's like imagining no, I can't I have to wear clothes because I might scrape
4: my penis. <laughs> the first part of you that gets scraped when you hit a building. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if I hadn't gone to college I would have on my own stripped naked <laughs> and ran into Can you a building imagine? and scraped my <laughs> penis.
4: Well, yeah, all the other kids on the uh, of the Iowa campus walking around with scraped penises because they didn't get into that philosophy course. He was um, my
2: favorite uh say by the bell character. Zach, there was Zach Slater and then their kind of dorky friend <clears throat> scraped penis.
4: <laughs> yes. Yes, this is good. I
2: might be getting that name wrong, Zach, but I'm pretty sure it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, Tony, do you have the bubble sound?
1: Yes. You mean, would you like it now?
0: Let's go to the sidebar. This feels good. Oh, I like <laughs> it. It's just the perfect length. Um, <laughs> now, I think I was going to use it for sidebar this but we're also just going to the sidebar cuz new year's resolutions is on there
3: right do you
0: guys typically make them do you have any this year i usually i do have some this year like i just kind of refuse this year has been so uh weird and uh and uh, abnormal that i like i didn't do a a I didn't do my normal year end episode. This is actually the very last episode of Allison Rose's new best friend that will air in 2020 because this is airing on New Year's Eve. Ooh, Bon um, Voyage 2020. That's bon right. Voyage. Kiss,
2: kiss our butts. Yeah, kiss our little heinies. <laughs> 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 You're that's
0: in right. The, your
2: view mirror now, 2020.
0: I just, no. for some reason, like, I, I, I guess I'm like, I'm resisting this whole the whole passage of time, but also I want it to pass. I just don't I don't know. So anyway, all of that is to say, I have the smallest of resolutions, which is I had stopped making my bed. And I just recently, like in the last week, started making it again. And already, I feel so much better when I walk by and I see that it's made like, I used to be an ardent bed maker. If I get up before my husband and he's still in bed, I'm like I, I'm itching for him to wake up so I can just go make the bed. Like I make just my side of it. Sometimes I want to make it with him in it. I left all that behind me, and now I'm back, babies.
2: Well, do you think that was just kind of like um, uh would without uh, the armchair analyst, but it's just like it's. There's some times where I kind of like, I just don't want to shower anymore. And I realize it maybe is a little bit of low grade depression.
0: Yeah, it could have been a little bit of depression, a little bit of malaise. But um, <laughs> I think it started when I had my son. Because all of a sudden, sleep wasn't a thing that was happening during the normal hours. Uh. And so it didn't make sense to make the bed in the morning when, as soon as my husband can take the baby, I'm going to go back to bed. And so I started, I was like catnapping when I could and not really sleeping through the night. So it didn't, to me, making the bed is like a way of saying, my day is starting now and I'll be returning to this at night. Whereas I feel like for the last... For years, I have been – I could always go for a nap. So maybe I'm turning a corner and That's actually good. committing to, like, being awake during the day. Yeah.
4: That's awesome. No,
2: I, I, I hear you about the, like, 2020 was so tough. The whole year feels like it was, like, a resolution, Because it was all sacrifices and giving stuff up. Yeah. So the idea of having to do more of that at the end of a whole year of it doesn't sound quite appealing.
0: Mm-mm. So. File that under kiss our tushies. What would you yeah. say? Heinies.
4: Yeah. yeah. Mike, do you have any... You can tush my heinie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> find my tushy. Take yeah. me tushy,
4: I, I'm home. I think that that's right, Allison. That the, I, like, um, self-care is uh, really hard to do. And I uh, did my best this year. Everybody did their best. You got to be okay with that. But this year was... A lot. I moved, and my kids and I moved, and we're all like, I think it's just about self care. I think you just, I think I'm just gonna, I, I, I think my re- resolution, even though kind of as a rule is something that I just, I, maybe I'm like you or, or not. I just kind of, d- I half believe in that. Like the New Year's resolution thing is o- always feels slightly empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a little nicer to myself. I think, is just the, the, the closest I come to having a New Year's resolution. And this year was pretty good. I think that I did okay at it this year, but that's the thing that I would like to get better at doing. That's a really good one. And everybody should do that. Everybody should just like... And, you know, I think a lot of people assume that, but this year's a wash, man. Nobody can give themselves oh, too hard a time about anything that happened this year. I think the next two years
2: are a wash. Yeah, it's like you know. I, 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 I mean, as in, for two years, people could treat it like their birthday week or whatever. Be
4: know? it easy on yourself. Yeah, yeah maybe you yeah. didn't like uh, exercise as much, and blah 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 blah. blah. Whatever. Nobody got it all. Um, I don't know. I didn't That's kind exorcise of a non-answer. Much this What's year.
2: What's that? I didn't exorcise. I didn't exorcise as much. I did some exorcisms, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't get them all. I didn't do them all.
0: Are the, are the possessed people, are they angry at, at you, at your customer service?
2: Well, yeah, the people who initially hired me and I didn't fulfill the contract, they feel a little in the lurch. I shouldn't probably say their name, but I'm sorry, Mark Harmon's family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, was that weird for you doing exorcisms over Zoom?
2: Yeah. But hey, it it made sure I didn't get puked on. I liked
0: it. (laughs) Tony, what about you? Resolutions. Uh,
1: You know, I hadn't really thought about it until you brought this up. Uh, And then I immediately thought of how I'm not normally a, a big resolution person. And I think that the end of last year being so rough for me personally with uh divorce and a friend dying. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a rough time. And I really, those things, it was the cliche of, of like, uh, I, this is like a wake up call. I need to go be enjoying life more and just like get out there and grab life by the balls and, and just go for it. And, uh, So that was kind of my goal for 2020. (laughs) And we know how that turned out. So maybe I shouldn't really make resolutions.
4: (laughs) Maybe you grabbed 2020 by the balls a little too tight. Yeah. It Uh, couldn't function.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it felt like, I mean, I know everybody, everybody obviously experienced this year in a a similar way. Uh, But uh, yeah, after the way that year ended, like when once the pandemic hit, I it just like, I felt like I was getting pranked. Like it was like, really? <laughs> like those things are now a worldwide pandemic. Like, not that I saw any of these things coming, but that was definitely hey, if not. If you the-
2: want God to prank, make a plan. <laughs> mm.
0: That That's should be a new
2: expression. <clears throat> it is. A, it does feel like a prank. That's funny, uh, Tony. The
4: <laughs> yeah. cosmic prank.
1: Yeah a real cool prank
4: yeah god punked us <laughs> yeah and you know looking back we all see that it's pretty funny
2: Oh,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be like any punked we'll look back yeah. on it and
2: laugh <laughs> <laughs> actually that was whatever i watched punked i always had that experience where i'd be watching i'm like i hate this i hate the show i hate prank shows i hate the the celebrity bent of a prank show the sucks the sucks the sucks and then when the prank would get pulled I would always find myself just with this dumb grin on my face. I'm like, ah, (laughs) my face is doing the grin again. (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing them get pranked.
0: I guess, how are you guys feeling about everything? Because I feel mentally, I think I feel more hopeful. Like the vaccine is here. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But emotionally, I feel like l- fairly low. Like I just I'm just so over this.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm yeah. Similar. Like this 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 like slight light at the end of the tunnel is definitely helping because I I always need that thing on the horizon to look forward to and it's been yeah. very hard to have those things this year. So that's helping me a bit, but also yeah, like I've also been like the most emotional I've ever been in my entire life this year, and uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 been extremely hard at times, and uh you know, just you know, we're recording this right after Christmas. Uh, it was the first time I've ever spent Christmas completely alone, and Oof. as we know, I love well, Christ- Santa came. Well, that's true, yes, but he was it, it, he was in and out though. He didn't get to hang. <laughs> he was in a hurry. Yeah. But uh, you know that sucked. That was right. Re- like it didn't feel like Christmas at all. And you know I yeah. love Christmas, and so that was yeah. that was a real bummer. And like it it sucked to just feel shitty on Christmas. And I mean mm-hmm. I got to be with family last year on Christmas, but that was like fresh into the divorce. <laughs> so uh, I felt shitty last year on Christmas too. Right. So yeah,
4: and those like those holidays are already preloaded. So even if things are going great. it's a roll of the dice a lot of the time with a holiday like that because it's dependent on the emotional uh placement of you and every other human being that's in the room in a holiday and family is Mm -hmm. tough yeah i don't know tony i feel like you and i had parallel uh parallels maybe an exaggeration but major life events happened during this time Mm -hmm. uh separation and moving and ends of relationships and new relationships and uh, this was the first christmas that I spent with my kids at our new place and um, I have shored up I think my expectations pretty well like I'm I'm what what I'm trying to say is I'm not expecting much anytime soon like if we get a vaccine by the end of next year that's about where my head's at like by the end of next year, maybe we can start feeling like we're turning it around and I have a hard time letting myself expect anything better than that. That sounds a lot bleaker than it is. I thought I I thought I was saying something kind of positive. I was just like, oh, I'm just not expecting anything like I'm fine. I'm getting myself and my family to a place where we're good. We're fine. Yeah. We can just we can we can do this. We've we figured out a way to make this year work. We'll figure out a way to make next year work, and hopefully it'll be better. But it might not. And if it's not, we'll be fine. That's kind of where my head's at. It sounds. Uh, I meant that to sound so positive. That sounded no, so I, bleak. No, I, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, you're talking about acceptance.
4: Yeah, basically, like yeah, uh, nothing that I have done. Emotionally, none of the emotional energy that I have spent has altered the course of things. So, I've stopped spending emotional energy on it. Basically, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it sucks for sure. Every conversation starts and ends with the caveat of like, "How you doing?" Oh, great. Except with the thing of like, everything (laughs) sucks. Um, (laughs) And I don't have it near as bad as so so many people. You know, none of us are. You know, we're all. Everybody has their own. Struggles, but um, we're we're good. I guess is what I was what I should have said. We're good. We're gonna be fine. And when things kind of get back to normal, then that's just like a bonus. Like, oh yeah, we can like go to playgrounds without having a like vast like layered emotions about watching my kid go on a jungle gym. Like, <laughs> right, it could just be a simple thing again. That'd be very cool. Playing live music. Yeah, hurts to not play live music. We pulled it off a couple times this year, but it was <laughs> a struggle.
1: Yeah, those were fun, yeah. but it's still it's still not the same as playing to an audience. Audience, yes. yeah,
4: not the
2: same. <clears throat> Where yeah, about you Paul? I, it, um, I feel good. I think like um, the thing I've really missed, or f- it feels really weird, is. It just doesn't feel right for like 10 months to only be talking to people I already know kind of share my opinions on the matter. Mm. E- even the matter being the pandemic and the fact that I can't like eavesdrop on <laughs> like I could like go in on other people's Twitter accounts and read, but that's not the same because people are kind of doing their own front in a little bit on social media so, I'd really like if uh, just hearing how two people I don't know feel about something else that I'm not experiencing would be a great relief, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like some vicarious kind of like getting out of my own space, that being both physical and mental, uh, would be nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'd never even thought of it that way, but that is something we're all missing. Yeah, I mean, I know I've thought, like, <clears throat> this. It, our worlds have become so small, but I never thought actually about the fact that, like, we're not, there's no eavesdropping happening.
2: Well, the thing that was nice about, <clears throat> nice, ooh boy, I didn't I mean this, but just, like, comforting <laughs> of post-9-11 was just, like, you were just surrounded by people talking about it constantly. And so you were able to kind of, like, tap into some, like, felt like some healing was going on. This is, it just feels a little bit like... I don't know, left a little alone with your – because you're just not – you don't – you're hearing about it, but you're hearing about the people you would assume are feeling things. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, really getting to know how uh, somebody on my campus bus was feeling about something new.
0: Right. We're all isolated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's do Hey, Go Fuck Yourself because I think we all need to tell some people how we feel. And then yes. we'll bring this one to a close and we'll say goodbye to 2020 and hello to 2021. Um, well, I
2: couldn't have rung it out with uh, three better people. Thank you so much for having us, Allison. Yeah, this is incredible.
0: This is well, fun. this was super fun, but, but we're not saying goodbye just yet. Oh, so I, I know, I
4: know. I Just, uh, just what, you had to get know?
0: a pre-goodbye in.
4: <laughs> we like to say goodbye many times
0: i i have to point out again patreon.com slash Allison rosen paul your chair this is are you on like an antique wicker chair
4: is it squeaking it's no. me it's my fault
0: no no it's not that it's that when you went to the bathroom i noticed the chair and i was like look at that oh. that's so different than like a modern it's the opposite of a modern mm. computer chair
2: it's a nice yeah uh, we pulled this in from the dining room
0: it is the like very it.
4: opposite of a, 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 a
0: computer chair.
4: <laughs> <laughs> eh, somebody computer will edit it chair. together.
0: <laughs> Another Dick Van Dyke reference, because isn't that from Music Man? Or is that from Mary Poppins?
4: Uh, that actually might be from... Studio 60. Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan.
0: From <laughs> Pirates Studio of Penzance*. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
4: that's from the opening of an episode of Studio 60. <laughs>
0: I think it's, uh, Mm. right? Is it Pirates of Penzance or HMS Pinafore?
4: Ooh, yeah, Penzance.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Yes, who wants to go first for for Hey, Go Fuck Yourself?
4: Ooh.
2: Well, I'll go because this is um, COVID-related.
0: Okay, do it.
2: I just noticed, and I think it's because people's interiors feel tightened and smaller, that when they go out into the world, some folks don't feel like walking on the sidewalk. They like Mm. to walk on the street. And I have noticed big uptick since quarantine. So I do think it's some sort of, like, stretching my legs out. And the Go Fuck Yourself is, it's happened probably, like, thirty to forty times where I'm driving down the street and I have to like wait for some dumb shit who's not paying attention to like walk off to the side. It ain't ever been a gal. It is <laughs> always 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 a dude.
0: Any 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 sort of commonalities among these dudes? Tall. <laughs> Tall dudes. So
4: penises all scraped up.
0: Hey, tall dudes, taking up room on the street. Now, normally you would say this. I should have prepped you. You do it. So, a dr- say that, and then Tony will play it. Like, a, yeah.
2: Hey, tall dudes, uh, uh, walking on the street, I got one thing to say to you. Hey, 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 go
4: fuck
0: yourself.
4: Yeah, that's Good. Right. That's good. Right.
0: Michael, do you have one? I mean,
4: my go-to... I definitely have some. The, my go-to feels like a nan or something in terms of all the vast global calamities that we were just discussing. Um, but the thing that frustrates me the most frequently are gas-powered leaf blowers. Mm, That's what I was going to say. Things. <laughs> really? That's yeah. awesome. Oh, oh, how funny. <laughs> For many years, it's been essentially since I moved to Los Angeles that this is very, very prevalent because there's a lot of groundskeeping in Los Angeles. I think more groundskeeping than is necessary, but I'm, I'm grateful for the, you know, somebody's getting... That's a job, so a job is good. That part I like. But these noisy fucking backpacks that blow blue smoke and burn gas on their backs, and what they're doing... Most of the time, and this is over several neighborhoods that I've lived in in Los Angeles, they're blowing, like, grass trimmings and leaves off of the sidewalk, is the mission. To get the sidewalk clear of leaves. By God, we must not have leaves (laughs) on the sidewalk. And it's worth 20 to 50 minutes of high-volume work to get the fucking... It's leaves! And then they leave, and then then they depart and other leaves fall and it's uh-huh. so fucking pointless it frustrates it really frustrates me i don't understand why they're moving the leaves i don't understand why they need a gas powered thing it came out recently too it's super super anti green
2: it's like yeah. the the amount of pollutants that those pipe out are like
4: equal to like something like an american factory per day oh jeez i i mean I believe it's <laughs> terrible. It smells terrible. It sounds awful. It's worse than a car because the way it processes it, it's worse yeah. than a yeah. uh, Whatever. I know there's electric ones, so those are loud, too. And maybe the noise is more my issue than the gas. But I pin it partly on the gas because that helps me stand on a higher pedestal about my, my gripe. Sure. Maybe more of a universal gripe than I understood, Tony.
0: You said the same thing. Yeah. But, Mike, you got to do that— hey hey, so
4: yeah okay so hey all of you hard-working fine people that are being told to (laughs) or choosing to use a gas-powered leaf blower hey, hey
2: hey go fuck yourself that's right felt
4: good
0: tony do you have anything to add to that Uh, Not really
1: I just have this specific guy that lives across the street from me in my neighborhood that like he's just obsessed with his yard and it's just like he does it personally and or sometimes he does hire people so it's like it's it seems like he runs his leaf blower every day multiple times a day and it's so fucking annoying. And, you know, I do a lot of recording at home, too, and it's always, like, seems like the second I go to start recording something (laughs) is when he'll start his leaf blower, and it just, it drives me insane. This guy's so obsessed with his yard that there have been multiple times I have seen him just sitting in a lawn chair, not facing the street, facing his house, and just, like, sitting and, like, looking at his house and his yard.
2: I want to kill him. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> Maybe we well, should. Got, sounds like he's got some zen moments in his life.
2: All three of us are dealing with, I guess, what the root of everything is. It's just like some small dick dude trying to change his world by annoying <laughs> others.
0: <laughs> Tony, do you need to play the drop?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll just say, hey, my neighbor Craig.
0: Hey, hey.
3: <laughs> Hey, go fuck yourself!
1: <laughs>
3: you guys I
0: think that's
4: all awful had a way to tra- treat Craig Kilborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, okay, yeah, but also on the other side of you, Craig T Nelson. Yeah, uh, he's fine. So I didn't he's know which one you were talking about.
0: <laughs> you know, I really can't think of. this Craig Robinson. Those are that might be the those are the only Craig's I can think of.
4: That's a good one, Craig Robinson. Craig, Craig Bierko
0: Oh my yeah. Beer.
4: What about my uncle Craig? Craig of the Creek.
2: Yeah, Tony's Uncle Craig. Yeah. Thank Tony's
0: you. Uncle Craig, but that's not your neighbor, right?
2: No. Craig, that kid in my class who told me he pulled a prank on Santa. Okay, liar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I gotta tell you guys it. So I last week I talked about my I have sort of ongoing misgivings about how about Santa and like how much we want to really do Santa Claus, and I don't mean that in like the doing the, you know, Dick Van Dyke. I just mean, like, how much do I want to really lie about stuff, yeah. even though we we are trying not to that much, but like my, but Elliot, my my older son, is just very into it, and we didn't have to do much, but he is very into Santa. So anyway, despite my misgivings, this morning, he was sitting on the couch Next to so I have a, a almost four year old and an almost two year old, and so the almost two year old his favorite thing in the world is to sit on the couch because he likes to be at like the same level as everyone. So he's sitting on the couch, having just the best time, just sitting there. Elliot comes up, sits on the couch next to him, and starts in this very subtle way taking his elbow and holding it against Owen's elbow and like pinning his arm to the couch, just. Just very, like, in this tiny little movements, bugging the fuck out of his baby brother. So I was telling him not to. I was like, Elliot, please, you know. And he, no matter what I said, he wouldn't listen to me. And then I said, Elliot, Santa doesn't like that. And he immediately stopped.
4: Ah. Wow. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) My neighbors this year uh, introduced me to the concept, which really worked well, that all the parents got Santa's uh, phone number this year and we could text him <laughs> at any time. So anytime, like, something was going down, you could go like, Phew, I better text Santa about this. And they'd be like, oh,
0: but no, 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 no.
4: Very effective.
0: <laughs> did, so did you do that?
4: Yeah. And I texted Santa and they didn't get anything. <laughs> they got two big dog shit bags of coal. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. I remember in
2: second grade when I found out Santa didn't exist, I remember thinking, like, you guys already got me stressed out about church. You don't have to add. <laughs> I'm already trying to be a good boy so I don't go to hell. You don't need to add like <laughs> gifts into the equation.
0: You guys, it was so nice having you on the show. This was oh, really. Truly. What a, they, you know what? They said last time you were on, that was the best episode ever of my show.
4: That's what they said. They said that.
0: But they're going to say it again. They're going to say, this, this one topped that one. This is why they're on the fifty hot, hot 50 under 50. <laughs> um, well, thank you for having us. Yeah, Alison, you're so, so funny. So much And fun.
2: you're such a great host and interviewer. Thank you for, it's always a pleasure, having us on.
0: Thank yeah, you. Cool you guys will have to come back more often. And everyone should go listen to Song a Week.
2: Oh, yeah. Listen to some of Tony's drumming, and we got—it's a fun idea. We just—we—it's kind of a bite-sized podcast where episodes are only about 20 minutes long. We just kind of goof off at the top, and then we do a whole brand-new produced uh, slick
4: new song every week. It's been really Yeah. Fun. So, yeah, Paul, our, our band Don't Stopper Will Die, uh, a podcast uh, produced by familiar favorite Tony Faxton— <laughs> Uh, and music produced by the great Amin Zarukian, who plays with Don't Stop or Will Die also. Very talented guy.
0: Uh, yeah, every Wednesday we release a brand new song. It's really fun. Do you have trouble coming up with a brand new song each week?
2: Not so Um, far. Not
0: yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say
4: part of the inspiration for doing the podcast was that we had a lot of songs, uh, Paul and I just had a lot of songs written, and um, if if um, if nothing happened with them, we would get together and jam and write stuff, and then that piece of music would just kind of flitter off into space, and nothing would ever happen, because it wouldn't go on an album necessarily, but now um, that's what the podcast is about.
0: Well, I love it. Um, I want to remind everyone that I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, and I would like to say Patreon. hello and welcome to my new patrons christine r veronica joey n Juan s hope h uh is now at a higher level marla k is now at a higher level and nick b is now at a higher level so welcome and um and thank you you guys are the best uh was such a fun Zoom party, and I, I I expect to be doing all sorts of fun things in 2021. And the way I phrase that makes it clear that I don't know what they are yet, but there's just there's <laughs> ideas in the works. Follow me on social media at Alison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed. Uh, tell a friend, and um, if you were feeling so inclined to review the show on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen that helps out so much also check out my other podcast that i do with greg fitzsimmons it's called childish and oh also (laughs) also my um my amazon storefront amazon.com slash shop slash allison rosen again that's amazon.com slash shop slash allison rosen um uh it's a collection of stuff that I love and that I use and that I recommend. You can you can shop the specific podcasting gear that I use, the makeup that I use, all that kind of stuff is there, and uh, and get my book. And I'm on Cameo. Okay, I am plugged out, <laughs> but I do have to say thank you guys so much for an amazing 2020. You are the best. Michael Cassidy, tell them um, where they can find you and you plugged uh, the show, but any other plugs you'd like to do? Um, You can find
4: me at Michael Cassidy on Insta and Twits. Um, Yeah, listen to the podcast and uh, keep your eye on the Twitch. Maybe we'll be doing some fun stuff. I played some holiday music. Maybe we'll be doing some more piano stuff.
0: Oh yeah. oh yeah, I meant to ask. You have Harris Whittle's piano now?
4: I do. Yeah. Um, I kept it over at UCB Sunset for a while and now it's it's here. It's back in the workshop. It's great. It's honestly it's awesome to have it here. I've been playing the shit out of it. I can't stop. It's great. That's it's good awesome. Good instrument.
0: Looking at Harris your Instagram lives. stories and watching it get lifted downstairs caused me anxiety.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a tense photograph.
2: <laughs> I didn't move it, but. Well, it was hard for me. Uh, my dads are Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> they had well, traumatizing experience.
4: Two daddies, no mommy. That's what they always <laughs> said about you. No, <laughs>
2: Though, uh, yeah, at Paul Rust. And then, yeah, check out the Don't Stop or Die podcast, song a week.
0: And Tony?
1: Uh, my podcasts uh, in addition to song a week my podcast bizarre albums every week uh, Twitter and Instagram at
0: Tony Thaxton and that's it <laughs> thank yeah. you guys so much for being on the show this was so much fun thank listeners you. Thank, you. thank you for listening I love you you matter goodbye
3: hey do you know
4: about the Rose Rosen show Time.